sit here and be quiet as Kai talks for an hour. Absolutely. So. Welcome back. It's <laughs> <laughs> actually my master plan to trick you guys into being on my podcast. Um, all right. So when when do we, I mean, I know we're recording now. I'm already fucking it up. See how good I am at this? <laughs> Have you ever seen Tommy Lee Jones do an interview? No. So Tommy Lee Jones is notoriously from like Hollywood reporter standards, the worst interview in history. Because they will literally ask him a question like, so Tommy, how do you enjoy your new film that just came out? It's good. <laughs> oh, he's and that's one, like, oh, oh no. he's one or two word answers. And that, that's it. And they're trying to get like more information out of him. And he's sitting there like straight faced, like he's being interviewed by a cop. And like all of his interviews are like that. And people are like, I never want to interview this guy again. Oh, no. We should do that for this. <laughs> like, we should, oh, oh, my God. Like music. It's fun. <laughs> it's great. Music is it. fun. <laughs> The end. All right. <laughs> imagine. Ew. Ew. Imagine. Exactly that. Oh God, that sounds like a good nightmare. song. Asshole guy, though. Um. So, good morning. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of IBD. We got a good one for you today, and I'm excited. We can have a party. So, with me. To- oh wait. Well, we. I'm Kai. If you didn't know, and with me today are. Shy and Jay. And of course, <laughs> I almost said fucking Shay. And with us, of course, is Jason, who's hiding out like a little closet gremlin uh, because he <laughs> thought that I could handle this and I clearly can't, Nemo. Um, so I'm actually really excited about today's episode because we get to talk more about how we're multifaceted people who have more than just one characteristic. And today, the characteristic that we get to talk about is that we all happen to be musicians, including the gremlin. (laughs) (laughs) So cool. So cool. I'm super excited about it. So I did want to ask you guys, and I know that this is going to be hopefully a long, not a Tommy, Tommy Lee? Is that what the fuck his name was? Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm great at this. Music is um, fantastic. Music is fucking lovely. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do this. Um, so I guess, Shy, I'll ask you first since you're back. Yay. Welcome Yay. back. So when did you first discover your deep love for music? Ooh. Wow. Okay. So um music has my it's like baked into the culture (laughs) so like um I come from a country that's in Central America and the side of the country that my family is from is facing the Caribbean so all the music that they listen to it's a Hispanic country so they listen to all the Spanish all the different types of Spanish music but they also listen to like 
reggae and like soca and like down dance hall and all that stuff. And my uncle was a DJ when I was little. So, and he still lived with his mom. So that means he was at my grandma's house and we went to my grandma's house every other weekend. So I would literally just hang out in his room while he was mixing or um, transferring CDs onto his computer because he had to do that then. <laughs> so I would hang out with him while he did that or I would help him clean his CDs or um, put them in the he, he had like a bunch of those CD albums. So I would help him like take them out of the cases and like put. So I was always around that type of music and always like singing along and like just it was just baked into my brain every other weekend you know but I didn't really start discovering my own like this is what I like until probably when I was given my first cd player because then I could go pick out like my own cds (laughs) I'd go be like I want this one so um my first cd actually was a hillary duff album hell yeah (laughs) we love her i love her so much it was uh metamorphosis was the first cd i ever owned and um i played the crap out of it and somehow there's no scratches in it so and i'm 25 (laughs) and i got that cd when i was eight and there's still no scratches in it <laughs> that's an but, accomplishment i don't care like hang that up or something Maybe not <laughs> hang it up, but like look at this i know i want a medal <laughs> but um yeah after that it was it was history it was literally just like every time i went to walmart or like anywhere walmart used to have that bin with like the five dollar cds yeah. i used to just yeah i used to just comb through that thing and just like my grandma would let me pick out two every time we went to walmart so that's what I did. I used to just dig through the <laughs> the CD bin and come back with two CDs. And my sister and I had this thing where every time we bought a new CD, we had to listen to it in its entirety. So we would come home, open it, put it in the CD player, and we wouldn't skip to like the single that was on the radio. You know, we would just let the whole album play. And it, we had to. The first time we listened to every album, that's what we did. And we still... I think I still do it. I don't know if she still does, but that's how we listen to albums. I don't, my uncle taught me that and that's just what I've always done. And uh, that was just like my love for music. I didn't start playing instruments till middle school because I thought it was impossible. <laughs> so, but that's, that's how my, my, my music love began, you know, CDs. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. All right, Jay. Think you can follow that? Just kidding. <laughs> follow? No, no. I mean, <laughs> I'm. I'm just gonna start I mine out. I was kidding. <laughs> I was gonna just start mine out and say I'm a weirdo, and this is this is my weird, my weird uh, love for music. When I was a kid, I didn't really like music all that much until I seen one thing, and this one thing actually started making me like music because it caught my attention. Like music had never caught my attention before when I was a. Um, up until a certain age, because a lot of the music that I listened to, um, I had to listen to, like I, I didn't really want to. It was a lot of like people wailing and moaning and, and crying and belting and screaming. And it's just like, ah, oh, this is awful. Um, but then one day, and this is again, because I'm weird, I caught pro wrestling uh, for the first time. And there was a song that just came on. There was a wrestler uh, who his, his music hit. And I was like, oh, what is that? And they were like, oh, that's so and so's interesting. And I'm like, 
oh. And I'm like, can I listen to that again? They're like, oh, they only play it when he comes out and like when he leaves. And I'm like, oh, that sucks. And then I found out like they made like the CDs of like the wrestlers themes. And then I started like listening to it. And I'm like, I like this. I like this. I like this. Like, this is cool. So like after a while, it was just like I found out I leaned more toward like rock and more toward like um, uh, like that. Uh, not top 40s. I don't know what you call it, but like more like the Creed Nickelback back in the day um, type of music. Like that was more of my style. And I absolutely loved it. And after that, I got into um, I was like, I need something to kind of calm down. And there's a station here in Philadelphia. Well, it used to be here in Philadelphia, but now it's on like iHeartRadio. It's called WJJZ. And that's like jazz. And that was like my second love for music. And like finding those kind of genres, because in my household, it was like usually like old school gospel played like majority of the time. So it was like Mahalia Jackson and like James Cleveland. And for me, that's just too many older people yelling into a microphone for me to Especially be able to as deal a kid. with. Yes. Yes. Like we still tease my mom about it to this day because my mom wanted like speakers. She wanted like massive speakers and a subwoofer. I'm like, mom, you don't need to hear master. Like at like 5,000 <laughs> decibels. Like nobody wants to hear that. All you day. wanted to worship like so, so that the Lord could hear. He's yes, all but the way you up did, there. You didn't want to make him deaf. So like that's that's like. Like that that was entirely too loud. And I like that that just wasn't my style. So like I found like the and this is like late 90s, early 2000s. So like Creed, Nickelback, Alter Bridge, um, uh, all of those kind of bands. And then it was like jazz. I liked a little bit of hip hop. Um, I I I have my conflicts with hip hop now, especially now. Um uh R and B, old school R and B. Like I didn't discover old school R and B like 60s, 70s, 80s. Early night, early mid nineties R and B until like much later, and I was like, "Where has this been?" <laughs> so like, I love now. I am like in love with music. I love more instrumental music because I feel like instruments can express more than words can. And I know that sounds weird, but it's just like that's how I feel. Like I feel like you can get you can say a lot more with an instrument. You can feel a lot more with an instrument than you can with just like words. So like that's usually that's like my lane. Cool. That's such an interesting origin it. story. I know. I love that. <laughs> it was weird, it was good, but like in the <laughs> like in the best way, though. Absolutely. And I okay. I thought that's how everybody listened to albums. Like the first time you listen to it, you gotta listen to the full album for no. what it is. I thought that that's is that mm-hmm. not like mm-hmm. people. No. Skip to, you know how every album has like one or two songs, one or two singles that popped off on the radio, and then the album comes out. People skip to those. You run those into the oh, ground. No. And then when oh, you're yeah. done running oh, those no. into the ground, it's like, all right, well, what else is on here? I knew people who never listened to the rest of the album. Really? Like, they bought the album to support the artist. They listened to the songs that they liked and they never listened to the whole album in order no, ever. No, no. I knew people like that and it didn't make sense. To I me. mean, at least you bought the album to support the artist. Good on you. But Jesus Christ, you couldn't just. I know. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever never made sense to me. <laughs> no, that makes no sense to me. <laughs> yeah, that was that's definitely a thing. People, You've never I mean, heard a I song have... on a radio and went, "What album is that?" And then realized you had the album. I've done that before. No. I've done that once or twice, but only on like the rock and indie stations and stuff. Never mm. on like like the pop stations. It's mm. never happened to me. 
But um, wait, Kai, um, ma'am, you have to answer your own question. Oh, God. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Ew. Okay. <laughs> Fuck, I got to hear myself talk for a minute. Okay. So my origin story, let's see. I Okay, so at the risk of getting low-key sappy, mm-hmm. I wasn't super great at communicating, especially with kids my age. Um, didn't freaking like them sorry about it and nobody in my family was really a musician they didn't like i don't really have anything in common with anyone in my family either um so it was kind of lonely and quiet there for a really long time until i was in the car with my mom and she was playing what's love the fat joe (laughs) got to do yeah right that's my shit So that was like the first favorite song I remember having. And I was getting it. Okay. I was getting it in the backseat of the car. Like I was jamming. (laughs) And she was like, damn, a little bit over here likes music. Okay. So we would just like blast like DMX. She's probably going to get really mad at me for telling this story. (laughs) So we would just blast like DMX or, you know, whoever she was listening to at the time in the car. And like my favorite like parts of the day were car rides to and from like school or daycare or babysitter or wherever I was going because I could just listen to music and just like look out the window and I still do that like a weirdo to this day I'll just stare yeah. out a window and listen to music for hours mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah I don't know what that's about but you know what that was where I found my comfort and I guess I never let that go <laughs> but um she did hair for a while and this woman who she worked with gave her like a keyboard and was like give it to whoever wants it so she gave it to me and she says that I have been playing piano since I was two, but I feel like that's an exaggeration. Um, so I'm going to say four because I feel like that sounds more reasonable. But <laughs> for the rest of that time, I would just sit like in the basement and just like play with this little keyboard all day. And then I got like a little toy turntable microphone thing and I would have like little pretend parties and things Love like that. that. And then when I finally got friends, they would come over and I'd be like, guys, let's play clubbing. Cause you know, parents would go out and go clubbing go back clubbing when they were young. Leave. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we'd like leave the babysitter upstairs. We'd all go down to the basement and I would just like be the DJ in this little party thing. <laughs> and I actually went to a party last weekend and my friend was like, Hey, will you DJ? And I was like, yes, I will. So not a <laughs> damn thing has changed. Um, I, I guess that's the best way I can answer the question. That's that funny. I asked. <laughs> I love that. The best way. <laughs> I love that. That's so fun. <laughs> like that. I love that. I I now that I think about it, like when you say like there weren't any musicians in your family, I'm like trying to think if there were any. Like my my uncle was a DJ, but I don't think there were. Like my grandma used to sing on the choir, so I guess that's where this. Like I used to sing with my grandma. I used to sing all the little church songs with my grandma on the way to church. Um. But I don't know if anyone in my family, my mom's going to call me later and be like, um, you forgot about, (laughs) (laughs) but like, I don't know if there's anyone who is really a musician because, and, and I honestly didn't think I was going to be, I used to think instruments were too hard to play and that they were for superhero people who had like magic brains who were like really smart and really talented and i was not at that level so i was just gonna sing so until i got to seventh grade i was like i'll just sing i'll just join a band and i'll be the singer and that's what i'll do (laughs) because i thought playing an instrument was just this like 
astronomically difficult thing that I was never going to be able to reach. I don't know why I felt that way. I mean, people still feel that way. I meet people who are like, whoa, how do you do that? <laughs> a lot of it's just patience. And most people don't like realize it just it takes some time to learn, but you can learn it. Most of it is kind of muscle memory ish, I guess. Like I started out playing. Um, it's called the chromatic barbell. But to me, it just looks like a giant xylophone. Right. So we had like this. Uh, they called it bells um, in my middle, late elementary slash middle school because it was both the same school. And one day I was like, these look like notes on a piano. So we had this like old beat up organ at my mom's house. And I was like, okay, so it's a C there. So it has to be a C and a C looks like this. And that looks like that. And I just started like trying to put stuff together. And my mom came in the living room one day and was just like, oh my God, like, how did you learn that? I'm like, they look alike. That's, yeah. that's, that's all that it is. <laughs> like that, that, there's no surprise here. And it was the greatest thing in the world because that was piano was like my third attempt at an instrument. I tried guitar and my only thought of a guitar was hold all the strings and try to strum them at once. And I couldn't like get past that. And then I tried clarinet and I sounded like a moose in distress. So I never thought I was ever going to be one. So like, it's just a matter of, I guess, finding your instrument because everybody wants to flock to like a drum or like a, a piano or a guitar. You could be a you know woodwind player you could be a a chromatic bell player like you could be any instrument that you want to be like you just have to take the time not every instrument has to be you know you don't always have to play the lead instrument to find an instrument you enjoy. yeah yeah totally i wow. do you kai do you know how your instrument journey i know you told us about the little keyboard that you had but like when you started like actually kind of taking it seriously, like I'm going to learn this instrument. Um, kind of. Yeah. Cause at first when she gave it to me, it was a, it was a pretty big keyboard. I mean, it was bigger than me at the time because I was so incredibly small. So I would just hide yeah. in the box. Um, <laughs> God, I, I'm such a weird kid. Wow. Um, hey, no, but then I eventually, <laughs> there was a whole show. I'm sorry. We can't push back. Boxes oh, no, great. we can't push back out there of the box. Oh my God. Show. That was built around playing in boxes. Okay. So And that was my show. That was my favorite freaking show. And when I saw them on TikTok, I cried. Yeah, me too. At 22. So you know what? <laughs> anyway, continue. When he All said right. fight, it was like we can finally meet again. I was like, we met again. Anyway, okay. We're not getting into this. Um so I think it was I I don't remember the exact I think it was when um my mom was trying to play it um, and she, she was, she wrote a song or something and she was like, no, that wasn't the first moment. God damn. When was the, Sorry. oh my God. It, it's really weird. Cause I was so young. I honestly don't remember when I first sat down and really tried to play anything. I want to say I was just pressing the keys so much that I memorized what each note sounded like, which I then realized is not like a normal thing, but I thought that's what all musicians did. Mm -hmm. Um, so I kind of got a feel for what every note sounded like and then which ones sounded good together in my mind. Um, I don't know. And I was like, this is kind of fun. I can make cool sounds and I can make ugly sounds and I have power over this thing and nothing else. So I'm going to focus on this thing. Yes, I love that. Um, my instrument, I told you guys how I thought it was impossible. So when I was in seventh grade, there was this guy 
His name was Donald. He was a senior at the time. I went through a, I went to a um, K through 12 school. So everybody knew everybody and you, you just work your way all the way up. So the middle school is when you started to shift to the area where like the middle and high school classes all happened and like you get a locker and it was like a big deal. So we did, it was really junior high. So first to sixth grade was elementary school. So sixth grade was not included in middle school, which I think it should be that way. After teaching middle school, I think that's how it should be. But anyway, um, being in, I was in seventh grade and this guy, Donald was a, was a, a senior and he played guitar and he was one of those guys, one of those like uh, stereotypical dudes that walked around with their guitar on their back, except he oh. wasn't the douche. He was like really sweet. <laughs> okay. So that All made right. it different. Yeah. He wasn't a douchebag. He was like actually a really nice person, <laughs> but, um, but he was that person. He always had his guitar with him and he would just kind of walk around and like play songs and like mess around with his friends and like the high schoolers were allowed to eat lunch in the the courtyard outside of the cafeteria so they would like sit outside and he would play and that people would sing and like it'd be like a whole thing and i'd be like damn i want to do that i'm like i sing but i can't accompany myself like it's just me i need like a a track or something like that's annoying i wish i could just sing in the middle of the the courtyard like that so that guy actually inspired me to want to play guitar i was like it doesn't seem that hard like when i watch him do it like it looks easy and i told my uncle that and then like um that christmas break of my seventh grade year he bought me a guitar so that was my first i was like wow i have a guitar now and my grandpa paid for classes for me and i hated the classes and i started going on youtube and just kind of looking up pop songs that I like to sing to see if they were easy to play. Um, and then I found Marty Schwartz who teaches guitar on YouTube. He's great. And I just started binging his videos and I would, I would choose one and I would learn it and write the chords down on little index cards. You know, that guitar series that I do, Mm -hmm. that's what those, that's where those cards came from. (laughs) I would, I would learn the song and write the chords in that index on the index cards and just keep them around and play the song and once i knew it well enough and i could sing it for my friends i would learn a new one and i just kept all those index cards in my case because i was learning so many songs that i would forget the order of the chords um and that's really how that happened and then after that i i joined band and i learned flute and then after that i started college and they made me play piano and that's how that all of the instruments that i know happened and then i just bought a ukulele <laughs> this summer hey <laughs> collaboration what's good i know (laughs) but yeah that's my instrument journey it all started with some guy with a guitar (laughs) so i got um i I like how you got a chance to actually learn instead of getting like thrown in on the fly i know how to keep time on drums um like to the point where like i had to play along with an actual song during like a live service one time so one time um because i i'm i was in like a church band back in the day and um i was on keys and we would rotate out because our sets would go for like an hour or two hours so sometimes we would like rotate in and rotate out depending on like the song and one time the drummer got up and just was like i have to be back and he left and i'm like somebody has to and i wasn't on i wasn't on keys at the time uh one of my friends was and um i was like somebody's got to play drums somebody's got to play drums 
And I was like, I'll do it. And I just went over there and I sat down and I started playing like because I, I kept like where the drums were and where I was like we were close to each other. Like I could turn around and communicate to him like we were in like a like a NFL formation or something like that. And like I've been watching him for so long. I'm like, I think I could do this. And I started doing it. And the problem was, is that the song was supposed to be like two minutes. So I was supposed to be on and off. The song went on for 25 minutes. It'd be it's, like that sometimes. I'm just like, I'm <laughs> supposed to keep up with this for 25 minutes. And it feels like cardio. I have video of me doing this. And it's just like, when I look, when I look back at it, like the kick drum is so loud. I didn't know you weren't supposed to like stamp on. Oh, like, you the were kick. left footing it. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, I still to this day, but I'm like, I'm keeping time. So I'm like, okay, it doesn't sound, it sounds like a beginner, but it doesn't sound like, oh my God, he's, he's destroying the whole song. So I have a newfound respect for drummers, but at the same time, now I want to learn how to like do fills and, and like really get into it. Cause it's fun once you like, once you learn how to do Drumming it. is super cool. Wow. Drumming is awesome. Yeah. I could never drum. Hell no. <laughs> I totally, honestly. If somebody was like, hey, you have a drum set now. I would <laughs> I would definitely try <laughs> to learn because I used to watch the jazz drummers in college and it, I was it's just so crazy to watch them. I just my concern with <laughs> my concern with drumming is so superficial and stupid. Um, oh god. I'm a very sweaty person. Oh, that's um, going to happen. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's like, going to happen. But like <laughs> So, but I'm, I just am like, I will, I've, I'm, I'm also a Floridian. So, you know, but like, I'm outside for like 10 minutes and I'm like already like the mist is on the forehead, you know, like, it's not okay. I'm a very, I sweat so easily. So I feel like if I was drumming, I would just be, it would be a mess, which <laughs> is so gross. But cause when they go in, you know, they're yeah. and mm-hmm. stuff. And, and they go that in. Only, that would only take me like five minutes, and I'd already be like gross. <laughs> okay, but that would look so cool, like all these colorful spotlights on you, and every time you move your arms, it's just it's like shiny. <laughs> I seen a video of a guy who was uh he was feeling himself a little too much while he was drumming, like he was going in oh, doing no. all the hand motions, but he was sitting on like one of those like wobbly office chairs, and like he he oh, went no. in a little too hard and like rocked back and fell in the middle of his set. It no. is hilarious just because when he falls, his legs kick up and he kicks the toms off the rack. And it, it's, it's beautiful. It's a thing of beauty. It's that's a thing of beauty. Okay. That is what I am oh, afraid that's of. So funny. That is the thing I am afraid of. That is not. I mean, I've seen sticks fly across the room and injure people. I've oh. seen hats fall off. I've seen. I saw one guy rip his hat off like he was playing. Why? Because his hat kept like drooping i guess it was too big or something and he was playing and he got annoyed and he was just like huh, and he liked the <laughs> she was so funny i'm just trying to imagine like how angry you have to be to just snatch it smooth off the stand and just throw it he just threw it <laughs> I kind of get it though, because I'll be playing guitar, or ukulele, or something, and maybe I'll have a bracelet on that's a little too like much, and I'll just do a little wrist flick and flick it onto the floor and keep playing. Like, I'm done with sometimes you. when you're in a zone, you're like, "Bye, bitch," and then you just <laughs> keep on, you know. I had a friend who played guitar with like because he popped four of them. Oh God! Don't ask me. Don't Shoot. ask me. How- you can do like a power chord ish type Wait, thing that way. I'm about to say, aren't you one string short of a power chord? 
but power chords like three on stage yeah or, this was this was like live performance oh my god <laughs> like I've, I've heard of go with the flow like I've, I've had a broken e key like when i played once before but i've like you can play around that but like when you lose strings you lose strings like how does like lose whole chords? yeah like the entire string <laughs> That's kind that of cool, though. Good. Imagining someone like losing strings, but then still holding on to the the power chord thing because you still have the like you still have the chord progression, you know. So you're just kind of to the bare minimum at that yeah, point. Like whatever, whatever's getting covered is getting covered, right? <laughs> and then you know the audience makes up for it when they're like singing and shit. Like I feel like that's one of those movie scenes where they're like, "You can take my strings, but not my music, man." You know? <laughs> Maybe I'm. That was his. That was a maintenance issue. Those were old strings or something. There's no way all four, the four of your six strings pop at the same time. Like you should, you you have not been changing them when you should, sir. <laughs> I, I have a Simpsons level of humor. When Kai said like you could take my my strings but not my music, all I could imagine was literally after that the other two strings popping. You just <laughs> look at the whole. Just stop. Start tapping on the fretboard. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, whatever works, right? <laughs> right on. Wait, I have. Do, okay, so now this is. I I don't know if this. Whatever, it's music related. Have you guys had any amusing performance mishaps? Because I had one in band. Go ahead. I'll let you go first. Go ahead. Okay. So, <laughs> oh. so um. In my beginner band, first of all, when I started school in 10th grade, um, it was a brand new year, a brand new school. Like I went to that K through 12 private school and then it closed at the end of my freshman year. So I ended up at this um, um, charter school that was brand new. This was the first my 10th grade year was the first year this school existed. Right. So they didn't have a backlog of staff. They didn't have. A, a huge band program that you could just join and there's like all these instruments and books and stands and stuff already there and like you just join the program and learn no we built that from the ground up the ground up there was nothing so my band teacher scrounged together about 19 of us so we were a 19 person concert band and i was the only flute player so I was first chair <laughs> and, <laughs> um, and all the flute parts were on me and it was really nerve wracking because if you've ever played in a concert band or obviously listened to any orchestra music, flute has a lot of melody parts um, and like all the pretty fills and like um, little runs and stuff are all there. Most of them are in the flute and clarinet parts and I was the only flute. Oh, it was one flute, me and two clarinet players. <laughs> It's great. So um, we were playing um, Somewhere Over the Rainbow at our concert, our spring concert. And the flute starts the piece. So I like hold out this note and then everybody else like comes in and like joins me and stuff. Wouldn't be super nerve wracking if I had a whole section, but it was just me. (laughs) And I'm the first sound in the song. So we're on the stage. (laughs) We're on the stage and the stage light, like the person that was supposed to come unlock the light room upstairs, like the control center, didn't show up because nobody cared about the band because it's the first year we existed. 
Um, so the stage lights were not on. So I couldn't really see my director that well. She was kind of like silhouetted. The lights in the in the gym were on, but not on the stage. So I was like squinting and really focused on making sure I got my cue right. Cause like I said, first sound in the song. So she puts her arms up and I thought that she did the little thing to start. And I just started playing (laughs) and I'm just holding out my B flat and nobody else came in. (laughs) That's a a sound test. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'm tuning. Let me tune. That, that's what she say. None say, of you understand because none of you play this section with me. I mean, one person in the audience would be like, you're supposed to tune to an A440. Just, hey, shut up. Shut up. Tuning. And then my director was like, shy. And I was like, oh, shit. And I like stopped. And then she had to cue me again. Oh, God. I will never forget that. And then the, my band was laughing and it was all like, I was laughing, but I was also like, oh, my God, I just did that. That happened. Oh, man. Um, so that so, was that. That's that story. So never buy a used sustain pedal. Never. And I'll mm-hmm. tell you why. Mm-hmm. So, again, being part of this band, we were in the middle of a set. And like, we were like, so. We had guitar players, but I was like the lead person. Like I was the, there was a person that was in charge of like the people who sang. And then there was a person who was in charge of the band. And I was the lead musician, basically. How I got that job is beyond me, but I was the lead musician. So a lot of stuff depended on like what I played, how I played. I would like turn around, like literally make signal calls. There was that, there was times where like literally me changing a song because we didn't have the right equipment was like me looking like I was trying to land traffic like there. It, it was that kind of bad. Um, so in, in one traffic landing moment, I turned around and I stepped too hard on the sustain pedal and waved my arms to kind of like tell everybody like switch, switch, because I couldn't get everybody's attention all at once. So when I did that, I broke the sustain pedal oh, no. and it started sending like oh, no. my first piano recital from then on, because, you know, keyboard without sustain sounds awful. And especially if you don't have like if it's just dry piano where there's like no pads underneath there's no like no other like special effect it's just regular piano it sounded awful and i had to go a whole nother hour sounding like that and that was fun that was fun the whole time i'm just sitting there looking like i need to get out of this (laughs) and i couldn't like they didn't want to end it early like my friends were just laughing at me like you okay you good i'm like i hate all i hate all of you you." oh no but yeah, fun times. I've also knocked over. Uh, I've also like smacked a cymbal, waving my arms because again, way too close to drums, like way too close because the, the building was way too small for what we were trying to do. But mm-hmm. like they didn't care because nobody else had to sit over there but us. So like I've turned around and going like this was like my cue for like raise it, which is like for those of you that can't see, it's just like me trying to like do the come here uh, with my hand. But like I'm using my whole arm and I've like uppercutted the the uh the symbol it didn't fall <laughs> off thankfully but like yeah. it was just an awkward moment because it was a very quiet song it's just like you just hear like, dee, 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 hear <laughs> like well i love that you live and you learn so Great. fun time oh i love that that's so funny oh god i don't know if i really have like a catastrophe such as that but um when i was when I was a sophomore in high school, I was approached by my band director and he asked me if I would like to write a piece for um, 
like my senior year for the final concert we did this thing i don't know if you did this in your band shy um there was like a final concert at the end of the year where we would play like pop songs or like this is from iron man or this is from star wars or whatever like we'd play the fun stuff because we spent most of the year practicing for like competitions and doing like formal stuff so this was our informal invite your family and friends and come see the band play fun songs Mm -hmm. so i got the opportunity to write a piece for like my senior year final gala concert so like after i graduate we can all play this thing that i did so i turned it in and the thing that sucks is i don't know how to compose i've never done it i i've only i play clarinet like that's it that's all i played so not only did i not know how to play any of the instruments i definitely didn't know how to write for them and i didn't really get much help which kind of sucks because i really wanted to learn how to do it right and that was a bit of a bummer but it's okay so i turned it in and I never heard anything back from him. And I was like, you know, that sucks, but it's okay. Like it happens. And my mom was like, you should have tried harder. And maybe he would have, love you, mom. You made me feel like shit. So anyway, <laughs> we're doing, I think that theme my senior year was like around the world composers and like music from different countries. So we had different backdrops and they were like, they would play a piece and they'd be like, the audience has to guess which one it's from or whatever. So... Mm-hmm. At the end of it, he was like, the, the wind ensemble, which is like the smaller, more advanced band, he was like, they're going to play the final piece. And this one's by an American composer. And I'm going to tell you about her and who she is and stuff like that. So he starts to talk about me. And everyone in the band kind of looks at me. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, oh, cute. They're going to play this thing. And so I was like kind of super emotional. We're not going to get into that. Anyway, yeah. I found out, though, that they had only... They looked at it and practiced it for maybe a week. And oh. because I had, because I was extra shit and decided to do it in G flat Lydian, because of course I did, um, they had trouble like reading the music and they played a lot of, a lot of wrong notes, um, which at the time I didn't care because I was like, they're playing my pace. Oh my God. Like, you know, but then when I watched the video back the next day, I was like, objectively, this is really bad <laughs> and i i wonder if the audience heard them play this and was like that's what she wrote like and it makes me kind of cringe i'm still so thankful for the experience but i can't watch the video back because i'm like it's not supposed to sound like that but that brings that brings up a really good point though like when you have when you, it's different playing somebody else's music versus like letting people hear you play your own because like you're always going to be the hardest critic of your own music right so like true you probably heard you heard it and went and everybody else probably could have heard it and went oh wow like that's fantastic but like you'll never you'll never feel that way because it's it's yours so you demand perfection out of like your own music mm-hmm. that's fair yeah that's yeah okay artists have yeah. very high <laughs> standards for their own work i noticed that and that's not even just music. That's like all things creative. Yeah, right? that's, that's true. Like everything that, that, that you, every little brain baby that you have <laughs> is, um, is super special to you and you want it to be perfect. And no one is going to see it the way you do ever. Right. And for a lot of people, especially with like creative, you always figure everything you put out, one of these things, is going to get to the right person 
and this could be the launch point and you don't want like i know for me like i love making like cinematic music i i, I absolutely love it mm-hmm. i'm afraid that my music will get to like john williams or like Hans zimmer and they'll just go what the hell is this and like yeah like <laughs> class let me show you what not to make and like they play like your music and it's just like you're always afraid of like that happening because like we call it in in therapy we call it catastrophizing but like it's always like Ooh. the worst situation is always in your mind whenever mm-hmm. music comes to somebody like you're letting them listen to it and they're going to turn it up like if you've ever made a, a song for example in like uh like a workstation and it sounds really good in the workstation go play it in somebody's car like have it played in somebody's car because i've learned that car audio Don't speakers will tell you the truth about your music yeah. and i remember one yeah. time like feeling really good about a song and i let it play in like a friend's car and he turned it all the way up and it was just like we were going down a highway and it just felt like this is what not to do everyone because it's <laughs> it sounded like horribly mixed and like i could hear all of the mistakes and it's you're always afraid of that so that's why you're always going to be critical of, of your own stuff like that's why you're always going to like i like like other people might like it but you may not so so fun fact i'm just gonna say this because you mentioned listening to your music in the car um I uh-huh have- when I was when I was in college, I was friends with a lot of the music tech kids. So like the kids that were studying production and sound engineering and all that. Um, I was friends with a lot of them. And when you're a low budget engineer, mixer, like like we all are. A lot of them will mix in their car. Because the speakers that they put in cars are much better than anything we can afford right now. Very true. So a lot of my friends that were studying that stuff, they used to sit in their car and mix. Like they would they would do whatever they were doing and then um, whatever they're working on. And then they would just take their laptop and and, you know, plug in and go sit in their car and mix in their car. And that that's what you do. And they'd be in there for hours because the speakers that that's the best speakers you're going to get if you're on a budget is, is the ones genius. that are already in your car. That is genius. Because yeah. I literally I was telling somebody the other day, I was like, look, I don't know how to mix. I'm not letting anybody hear this ever until I hear it in every single setting and figure out exactly how to get my mix because I don't know what it is about it, but it sounds like garbage. And I'm trying to figure it out because I can't put out a bet. Well, I'm going to have to. I mean, you will put out a bad mix the first few times before you oh, learn. Yeah. Logically, that's I know that. One. Yeah, right. Like, logically, I'm like, okay, that's how, that's how it happens. You don't have to be good at things. Like, you can start out bad. But I'm still, I can't. I can't. I, I can't do that. <laughs> I get it. And, that, and that's the hard thing. Like, you, you really want to put out the best you can. I wish, I wish that, because I've, I've, tried to learn how to do mixing and mastering too and it, it just all seems like latin to me like i just i can't figure out what the heck they're talking about like i've seen the the labels like here's the eq here's the gain here's the this is how you use this envelope and i'm like what envelope what the heck are you talking about with an envelope like i'm saying I'm, right exactly I'm better with like the composed like i i at one point i was trying to like outsource the mixing and mastering and everybody kept saying no you want to do this yourself i'm like no i don't no, well, I don't. I was going to say a lot of people outsource like you find most people will find someone they trust. So like they'll go on like Fiverr or something with a sample song. They'll send it to a bunch of people, you know, pay the whatever here. I'll charge you 20 bucks to mix this or 15 bucks or 10 bucks or whatever 
whatever you find on Fiverr, find someone where you'd like their work. First of all, you, you always explain to them what you want, right? Like, I want this to sound like this. You, you tell them your ideas. If not, they're going to take their own creative liberties. And then you see what they come up with. And you, most mixers are 100% open to taking notes because it's not their art. It's your art you know so <laughs> they want it to sound you're paying them so that it sounds the way you want it to sound <laughs> what i what i'm afraid right. of doing that though is one day you try to go to copyright it because I, i'd like to take all of mine through like the library of congress and have it like copywritten and you find out like hey this has already been copywritten by so and so and so and then you oh, realize yeah. that's the person you send it off to they have it mixed and like yeah. that's that's the phobia i have like I, that's why i would rather learn how to do it but i haven't found like exactly. anything that like teaches it in what I call plain English, like that would be nice yes. because like it's, it's everybody talks about it. Like it's so easy. Like, Oh, so first you just turn this down and then you do what's called side chain compression. And then you do, I'm like, can we start off with what those things are first and then kind of work our way through that? And I can never find that. Thing, so. Yeah. Oh, Pardon dude, me. I tried to find that video. I don't know where you can, except for at school. You can't. You really can't. I've looked up like seven videos in one day on what the hell is compression. Just the simple question, what is compression? You'll get and they explain it like it's easy. Yeah, right. like they explain right. it like it's easy. Like, oh, it just levels everything out. And I'm like, okay, cool. And then they're like, oh, so you got to turn the knee to 1.4. I'm like, yes. what the fuck is a knee? Yes. <laughs> what is the ratio? What does the threshold do? What so, is an envelope? Yes. Yes. <laughs> and then what makes an it worse? Piece of paper that's folded to. And that's right, what I do with it. Apparently, I can't find that on my workstation. Or um, phasing. They're like, it'll create phase issues. I'm like, this isn't a phase, mom. What in the hell is a phase issue? <laughs> I don't understand. And this is what this is the other thing that kind of bothers me. And this is Kai. I was talking to you about this uh, a few weeks ago. So, like, kind of, kind of low key tying in blindness or whatever with a lot of the things that you have to do oh, with yeah, mixing that. and mastering. Yeah, yeah. Uh, five seconds of this um but like tying in like the mixing and mastering and stuff a lot of like the faders and knobs or like the on-screen like uh mixing and mastering tools it's it's the same way with virtual instrument tools too but like with the mixing and mastering tools those things are so freaking hard to see and control like i have to buy so much like audio hardware like i just changed out my keyboard um i have the native instruments complete control a61 yeah. mainly Ooh. because it has a lot of like uh knobs on it and i'm looking for like faders like tactile faders that can like pair with all that stuff because one of the things that made me quit like even trying was like okay now i have to take this mouse and get it exactly to this specific spot on this dial if you move like my mouse is freaking huge so like trying to get it there is hard enough as is but like imagine if you just go like one tick back now you got to type to readjust all that over again it's, it's a lot it's just a lot so I think that's one of the reasons that I will always stay in the Apple ecosystem when it comes to my music making. First of all, <laughs> if professionals use it. So that's number one. Um, I know. I was looking at Jay's face the whole time. I know. I knew he was going to. But the reason is even GarageBand and um, what's the other one that they make? Logic. Logic. They're yeah. all accessible like the screen reader that's in that's built into a mac is made to work with them so all the little tiny knobs it tells me all the names of everything and like it only speaks when i'm actually on it and like it like it's all built in i don't have to worry about will my screen reader work with this you know what i mean 
so that's one of the reasons that I will once I've learned GarageBand well enough, I'll probably get Logic. I probably won't get anything else just because I don't have to worry about will my screen reader work with this? Now, the other screen readers could like JAWS and Zoom text and and narration or whatever could probably work. An NVDA. I don't know if they do, but I know for a fact that it'll work with Logic. That's why I'm probably just going to stick. I was told JAWS will. I was um because the this is the other cool thing that the, the I had in uh Tuesday I had to get off uh not Tuesday, Wednesday I had to get off the uh the production meeting because I had an accessibility training appointment. Mm. And the guy that came out is also a musician. He also does like um um digital composition. And he was like, Jaws will do that. He was like, Microsoft narrator will not. Microsoft narrator will look at you like, and what did you expect me to do? Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a it's a nice thing, but like I don't know what to tell you. So like, I can't wait to get Jaws and I'm hoping Jaws would do that. But like everyone, I, uh, I don't want to switch that. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. It's just so easy. It's so lovely. Because otherwise you can just airdrop it. Uh, Oh my God, airdrop. Dude, when you do a mix and you're like, I wonder what this mix sounds like. And you can just airdrop it to your phone and then put your headphones in. Oh my God. Oh my God! There has got to be a Google version of AirDrop, and I'll oh, go find like it. Oh, there's like a Samsung version, but yeah, I know about that one. Specific devices that work with it. Yeah, I don't, I don't want anything to do with Dex and, and all of the uh, fake uh, desktop technology Samsung came up with. It, it's yeah. it's no good. Yeah, I gotta find a Windows version now, like drop it to other devices because I need that. It has to be something because AirDrop is so convenient. Like when I'm video oh my editing, God, it's amazing. I shoot the videos on my phone. I, dr- I airdrop it to my computer and it's there. It's just there. Mm. It's just so nice. Like if other companies had airdrop, I feel like a, not like a lot of Apple people would be like, eh, I guess I could switch to something else because airdrop is just so nice. But that's probably the crazy thing. It probably exists and nobody knows about it. I feel so like, like people would know. I feel like one person would be like, hey, all you people. samsung thing that's like airdrop exists but the problem is you have to have all the the specific things that work in that ecosystem whereas you know apple is only one ecosystem so if you have apple things you have apple things you know that's what makes it so complicated is because there's so many different devices that are running on google and android and and it's hard to like choose an ecosystem that has everything that you want you know because personally, I don't actually care. <laughs> it's just what is most convenient for me. And it just happens. Right on. <laughs> I honestly don't care either. It's just, you know, I always feel like I'm, I'm put on this side that I have to like defend. I don't know why. But um, yeah, I get you. <laughs> quick question. Is there a style of music that you cannot stand listening to? All, and why is it country? That should be your follow-up question to that <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, honestly, honestly. But modern country, because what I've noticed is, because my, my great aunt loves to listen to, like, old country music. Like, she'll blast it when she's cleaning and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't hate it. I don't hate it because it's all, like, love songs and, like, cute stories and stuff. I can't handle modern country where they're singing about their truck and, and the, you know, and, and fishing and beer and going mudding and, and all. I, I don't care. 
I'm sorry, I don't care about your your truck and and the the girl in Daisy Dukes that you're taking out to dinner. It's always Daisy Dukes, isn't it? (laughs) It's always Daisy Dukes. I just don't care. Modern country. I mean, I know there's songs out there. I know there's still people out there that are still kind of leaning into the old school country ways. And I'm not even a big country person. I really genuinely don't like it. But if old country is on, I'm not going to be like, oh, my God, shoot me. But new country, I can't handle it. It needs to be turned off. Can't do it. Oh, especially the country fusion that's going on right now. Oh, yeah. Hip hop (laughs) country garbage. What is that? Oh, that's that's the quickest way to anger me. That's because both halves are garbage. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not a new. And again, this is. I'm old. Let's just say this is the old rant of the day. I am 36. I had the privilege of listening to hip hop in the 80s and the 90s. And I don't know what the hell is being played today. I remember when you had to have like, like I, I, I'm frustrated because my brother, my brother who also has RP, he's, um, he's a, he's a, a rapper. Um, and he's really, really good. And one of the things he's like, uh, both him and I are kind of frustrated with current hip hop, mainly because it doesn't really seem like it takes much talent to do anymore it's kind of like the i was gonna say it's the apple of but never mind it's the um Damn. it's the um it's the the I'm not gonna throw that shot either so it's, it's just it's it's too basic it's not clever like i remember like wordsmiths i remember when like things were creative and it just it's not that anymore it's, it's dr not- seuss with a beat behind it and it's the beat dirty, is all the it's, same. It's dirty, nasty Dr. Seuss with the same beat behind it. That that's that's what I bothers like, me. Like I, I miss I miss creativity like in in hip hop. I miss when when you actually had to have like I remember when everybody couldn't do it. I remember when like not anybody could just go, I'm gonna go in the studio and do this and then actually make it. I remember when people didn't all like when all of the top 10 songs didn't sound the exact same and for me yep. I, I can't do it and again that's just my old rant that's me i understand that i fully agree with you and i've been saying it for the past mm, six or seven years and nobody listens to I was me gonna say yeah <laughs> six or seven years at least even because yeah back in the day like early 2000s wow that's back in the day yes it is <laughs> see first of all when i said on a tiktok back in the day when i was young i'm not a kid anymore and jay you commented but some days i sit and wish i was a kid again i was like see these are my people these are my people this is what i'm talking about but i used to love like because i was obsessed with radio as a kid i wanted to work in radio so bad but my favorite thing see a fucking anyway so it was like the weekend top 30 or the weekend top 40 or whatever it was and i would love to just sit and listen to the top 40 songs and even the talking like the djs in between that would be like that was blah 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 and this is why you know i just loved it and now i cannot listen to the top 10 i can't i won't it makes me want to barf you know what's sad you know what's really 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 sad though and i get sad about this all the time there are artists out there that are still doing the art of rap. Yeah, yeah. There's you- so many of them, but they're all considered like underground indie, uh, whatever, because nobody will play them on the radio. Yeah. Because it's not what's cool right now. Yeah. 
but they're that, so good. There's so many people who are still doing it. Somebody so, surprised me with like, I didn't know really much about underground hip hop. And when I heard it, I'm like, oh, so this is still a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's just nobody wants to hear it anymore. I'm like, nobody wants to hear this anymore. Like nobody wants to right. hear good. Well, again, trying not to be the old man. <laughs> ranting, but like nobody wants to hear the, the good music anymore. Because like everything's like, I can't remember who it was, but I was riding with my sister-in-law and I, somebody came on and like literally all of their ad libs was them barking into a microphone. And I'm like, yep. The yeah. hell is this? Like, what is, but you know, it is what you it and is. I joke all the time that we're going to write a rap album because anyone can do it now. Literally. I would anyone. love to hear that. I would love to hear. Please. This. You know, it's funny. Cause I made the joke that I was going to make a country album. For that same because re- country is so simple, and I was just gonna be like, "Oh, Mailer lied on the front." I still might, I still might make a country song Honestly, someday. Though. That you know what we need to do like a project. I'm saying where we we can just do like a fusion album. We'll do one country song, one like shitty modern rap song. We'll we'll just do it all <laughs> that we can. Love it, and we'll just post it on all of our TikToks. And if it goes like platinum. That. If it goes yeah. platinum. <laughs> Honestly, though, <laughs> it could. That's the problem. The problem is that it could easily and you know what we can all get self-driving cars what's up you know all we need and this makes me really sad and this always every time i say this people are like like they think i'm like a a music snob all we need honestly is a super generic beat that like slaps like something that's like i could shake my ass to this that's all we need that's all we need yeah and then we can say whatever we want on top of it. Yeah. Whatever yep. we want. <laughs> whatever. I could write a song about my favorite cereals, but if the beat slaps, that shit will blow up. It'll be all over TikTok. It will. <laughs> I mean, the Reese's Puff commercials, that shit slaps. I don't care. Peanut butter chocolate flavor, that shit has me <laughs> sent. Okay. We can do it. Like. Oh my God. I can't. <laughs> I feel like such a music snob every time. And then people always prove what I'm saying. Like, I'll be listening to songs sometimes, like, n- against my will. Like, I'll be with a group of people and someone else is DJing or playing the music, whatever. And I'll be like, did, did he just say blah, blah, blah? And they'd be like, really? He said that? And they'll have to play it over. And this has happened multiple times. This has happened so many times. One, one time it, it happened with Britney when we were in Miami. I don't remember what song we were listening to, but the, one of the lyrics that I heard that just jumped out at me was just so stupid. And I was like, did he just say this? And she's like, I've never heard him. Say, I never heard that before. And she played it over. And she's like, wow, he did say that. I'm like, so you don't know the words? And she's like, oh, I just like the beat. And I'm like, <sighs> and that's happened so many times. Like, I'm not bullying Britney. That's happened. But that's for a lot of people. Like, most people don't listen to the actual lyric anymore. No. It's just about the, the beat. But the beat all sounds the same to me, though. Yeah. Yes, that's what gets me. Because when you don't have the lyrics or the beat, because I'm the same way. Like, I do love music. I like, I love lyrics. Obviously, I love music. What the fuck am I doing here? I love <laughs> the lyrics, that like cleverly written lyrics. But even still, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes if the lyrics are dumb as hell, but the beat slaps, I will listen to it and enjoy it at like a party at setting. A party but setting. even now, yeah, at a party, I'm not going to listen to it like in the no. kitchen when I'm yeah. making my ramen noodles. <laughs> but, you know, party setting, 
volume is up, you know, drinks are flowing. Hell yeah, I'll bop to it. But even now, the beats are just as lame as the lyrics. And I'm like, why are you listening to this? Why are you listening to this? I feel like I can But I don't want to sound like a snob either. I feel like I can It's not a snob. It's just... As a musician, as a creative, like that you you hone in for that kind of stuff, right? It's not just, oh, I'll just listen to this and just let it play in the background. Anything that like, I know for me, anything that like throws my ear off, like you just pick it up and be like, the hell is this? It's it's done for me in like five seconds. So a lot of that is is like that because it, it doesn't sound good to you. So you're listening not just for the lyric, you're listening for like the music behind it. And Ooh. most music is simple. That's why like everybody... Have you ever had this happen to you, Kai? When you tell people that, oh, I make music. Everybody always asks you to make them a beat. Yes. <laughs> and it's, it's mainly oh because my God. everyone who makes music, well, not everyone, but like a lot of people who make music, their whole sole thing is to make beats because now it's Isn't common. Because it? I've asked that. Because I said, I want to be a producer someday. And this guy literally said, oh, you make beats? And at first, I didn't know what he was talking. I thought that was just what the kids were calling music now. Like, yeah, I make beats, you know? because i'm naive and i was like yeah i make beats what's up and then he was like he kind of showed me some of the stuff that he did and i was like where's where's the rest (laughs) where's where's the the creativity where's the structure where and i god now now it's my old person rant you know where's the verse chorus where's the swelling where are the crescendos where's the meaningful like where's the flat seven throw a flat seven in there do a little curveball yeah. like you and your thing. flat seven i know i fuck i love a flat seven <laughs> <laughs> but like even watching people make beats on tiktok and they'll play like three notes over and over mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's it for a and melody then and then they'll just, like, so, yes and then they're like so intense about it and they're just like feeling themselves like and i'm like i could literally do that now yeah and that's 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 what music production is like. Anybody can do it now, unfortunately. And because anybody does it, there's not a lot of creativity in the music that comes out. And that's why it literally is four beat, four notes, a bass line, which is also four notes and a drum. That's it. There's not too much creativity that goes into it. So that's why it's kind of going to throw your ear off. Okay. So I think that we might've, well, I'm sorry. We're going to say Shia. I'm not. I had a question, but I I lost it. I'm I so sorry. No, it's not your fault. I was listening to Jay and I was like in, in gro- engulfed in the actual conversation and I lost my question that I've been holding on to. Oh, I got it back. Okay. Yay. Do you think that things jump out at us musically, not only because we like and care about and make music, but also do you think it could be like a paying more attention to our ears thing i know kai you still have like a lot of vision left i also have a decent amount of vision left um but i know that sometimes i hear things in the song that people never noticed yeah (laughs) so does that happen to you guys and do you think it could be a blind thing or is it just like a musician thing i think it's a little bit of both yeah, I think it's definitely both. I think it's especially because I have synesthesia. So I, I notice every like little because it's like paying attention to detail. Whenever someone says paying attention to detail, a lot of the times they think visual, focus on it visually, pay attention to every little detail. But with me, <laughs> honey, I can't do that. So <laughs> it's kind of like an audio thing. Like I pay attention to every detail of the piece of art that I really appreciate, which happens to be music. So I, I mean, yeah, what a surprise. The blind lady likes music. <laughs> 
I don't know. <laughs> I, absolutely. I think, I think it's a little bit of both. We are used to focusing on what we hear. And I think because like, not only are we paying attention to just detail there as musicians, you're look, you're listening for every single thing. Like if you're, especially if you're trying to learn a song and how it goes, you're listening for every little nuance and every little detail. So I think it's a combination of both. And I think it's honestly a great thing. It's also why cheap headphones buck me because I want to hear everything in a song. So like, I swear to God, <laughs> I will purchase, I purchased like these. Um, and this is not a commercial. Um, a while ago, I purchased these, uh, Sony WH uh, XM3s um, because the detail like of that you can hear in a song is like amazing. It's freaking amazing. I love. Wait, which everything. ones are those? I'm so sorry. Uh, Sony WH1000 XM3. I almost bought those. They're fantastic. I ended They're up fantastic. selling on my Audio Technica M40Xs because I didn't want to spend too much. They were yeah. still eight bucks, but whatever. But Audio Technica is a dope brand, so you still I got the best. I love these, honestly. Live for these headphones, <laughs> and they're so comfy. Yeah, sponsor us. Sponsor. It's like, um, please, <laughs> please send me headphones and mics and keyboards. And- yes, please. both of my things are Audio Technica. Absolutely, I would love that. <laughs> Plus, it just makes me sound smart when I say Audio Technica because my friends don't do music, so I'm like, I'm using an Audio Technica ATB two, and they're like, Oh, that's so cool! And I'm like, Yeah, I'm kind of a big deal, mm-hmm. you know? Like, um, yeah. <laughs> Everybody expects when you make music, you have to have beats by Dre, which, which, dude, yeah, dude, yeah. I'll yeah I was trying not to say Dre. it. No, they suck. They're trash. I'll fucking right? say it. Yeah, <laughs> fight me. Somebody come at me. I had a friend that was like, if you don't have beats by Dre, like you're not a real producer. I'm like, you're a real producer. You don't have beats by Dre because there is no way in the world you're trying to do music with those things. They're garbage. <laughs> they're nothing. They're so bassy for no reason. Yeah. No, reason. no reason. And especially you- mixing with them. Yeah. Don't yeah. ever mix Nightmare. with them. What the fuck Nightmare. are you doing? There's no mm. reason you should be listening to Taylor Swift and she's her singing <laughs> out by bass. There's no... what. Why? <laughs> Literally, why? Like, you are the happiest people talking about music I've ever heard. I love that. <laughs> oh, gosh. I hate beats. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. And they're so expensive for no reason. And they're plastic and they break. That's the other thing. Dude, why are they so expensive plastic. to be plastic? They break. They're so fragile. My my friend had beats and they were there was always something wrong with them. Yeah. It's like how that you paid so much money for them. Why are they always broken? <laughs> you are paying for the brand name. You are literally. You literally are. You're paying for the brand. I've never met a musician that I respected who was like, "No, nah, I use Beats." I've never literally. fucking heard that in my life. All the musicians. Do in- you think Dre uses Beats? No. No. <laughs> Hell no. Absolutely no. fucking not. No. No. You know why? <laughs> you know why? Because he no longer owns it. He no longer owns oh, yeah, the brand. Apple owns, uh, Apple yeah. owns that brand. Oh. <laughs> not why he doesn't use them because they suck. He he might. <laughs> you know what? People who only listen to hip hop, if you want to use beats as your casual listening oh. experience, mm. not even for eh. Eh. or like you just really like Dr. Dre and you wanted to give him your money. Cool. It's not his. He's not getting it anymore. So stop. But <laughs> yeah, right. So you have no reason. Basically, that's Tim <laughs> Cook's money now. Yeah, but I just is that why the Apple headphones are $500 now? Which ones? Oh, like the, the, not earbuds, but the wireless headset. 
Oh yeah, like that one's yeah. They've never made anything like that before. That's terrible. That I just saw it on first. Amazon. That's yeah, terrible. I know. That was That's their terrible. first uh, thingy. That's their terrible. first over ear headset. And it's but like, the problem is, is you're already competing with Bose and mm-hmm. Audio Technica. Oh, Bose is good. I like Bose. Bose's QC 700s. Man, I heard those. That's my next. Like, I will own like ten pairs of like these type of headphones just because right. I love hearing my audio like that. So Bose QC 700s are my next ones. I just bought the Bose. Really? Do you what? like them? I love them. Yeah. Except it doesn't have like a skip track. Like I can't skip my tracks. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So try the XM4s then. They're they're relatively close. Mm-hmm. Um, I know at one point the XM3s were better than the, what was Bose's? Uh, before they did the 700s, they had another one. I can't remember what it's called now, but these were ranked better than, than uh, Bose's previous model. So, wow. Trying to remember the brand of these. These are studio headphones. Mm-hmm. Joe bought these. They're like DT. Bear Dynamic. Yeah. Those are Bear Dynamic. These yeah. are dope. Oh, wow. These are really cool. Have you mixed with them? Um, yeah. That's what they're meant for. We have. That's what they're for. So we okay, because I don't know which one these are. Yeah. yeah. We bought mine as like um, an in-between production slash just mi- while I'm making the music or mm-hmm. while I want to listen to it or whatever is kind of what mine are for. And then we bought the he bought these so that we would have <coughs> actual like mixing studio headphones and they're nice. super comfy and they have like velvet on the ear cups can we talk about the velvet though oh, I oh like my god my sony's have those and i love it i love that but those i have that too those were like one something 120 110 some shit hmm. and then mine were like 75 80 bucks wow People don't think about that, but you have your headphones on when you're editing for like hours at a time. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. You want them to be comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you for being here on Inspirations Beyond Disabilities. We went (laughs) slightly over an hour, but it was the the question Shai asked was so worth it that I just had to keep that going. (laughs) Yay. Yay. My question pushed us over. Our days outweigh the good days. Our days are hard until they're rough.